A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pull Hitter. You can always catch me on the Twitter X machine at Dead Pull Hitter. The Pull Hitter Pod at Pull Hitter Pod. Check the Patreon out. Patreon.com. Put in Pull Hitter Fantasy Baseball into the search bar. Five bucks a month. You get a free week trial to check it out. Upper tier is 15 bucks. You get video breakdowns. You get a couple of insights into my back end. Draft Champions, Gladiator Insights. Come check it out. See what we got to offer. The get access to the Discord, which is invaluable in my end. Everyone is helping me. We're all helping each other. We're all trying to get better at fantasy, discussing a whole bunch of ideas without the nonsense of Twitter and X and arguing and calling each other bad names. We don't need that shit. We're having fun. All right? Come check it out. This is an episode with Randy Haynes in which we go through the Minnesota Twins, current ADP, current depth chart, and what their outlook like for the season, whether or not we like current players at ADP. And um, we hit the starters, the pen, every position. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode with Mr. Randy Haynes. You can catch on the Twitter X machine at RandyHaynes22. All right, enjoy. Without a doubt. All right, let's uh, let's hit the Minnesota Twins. We're gonna go through some of their ADP, um, and, and just some of like you know how we think this might manifest during the season. Let's hit the starters real quick. We already talked about Pablo Lopez being a number yeah. one. Um, now let's look at the rest of their depth. Right now, it's Joe Ryan, Ober, um, Louis Varland, and Chris Paddock. So we got some back end guys there. We don't know what their volume will be. Um, they they. They didn't bring Gray or Maeda back. They talked about trimming payroll. Um, they do have in the minors David Festa, who I know is really good, solid arsenal power arm. Mess and Torino is coming off. Uh, Tommy John. So it's not and and Randy Dobnak is still on the um on the roster resource page. Wow. It's so cool just to see his name. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, the, the Dobnak. Yeah, it was good like for him. The, right, good for him. It was the talk of the town for years uh, for, for like that month. Sorry, where he was just mm-hmm. the Uber driver. Turned you know this guy can't hit but talk to me about their pitching overall um if you want to highlight any of the guys specifically and um you know how you think they might fill in that back end or how do you feel comfortable with projecting varland and paddock for even let's just say 100 innings of starting um which varland i think is in question because he threw a bunch of over 140 innings last year so i think he he gets there yeah i mean if you just want to just kind of go in order joe ryan is yeah you know, he, I think he was clearly, you know, I had, I had Ryan on a couple teams last year, you know, he was pitching through that injury. He even admitted that. I think he was, you know, maybe, maybe hiding it from the team, maybe not, but, and then he came back and he, yeah, he gives up some, probably gives up a little too many home runs, but I mean, his, he's top 15 last year among starters in Sierra K minus BB and swing and swinging strike rate. I mean, 
I just think it's. I, I, w- I was hoping the price would be a little lower because of how that second half went, but even <laughs> still, but even still, I mean, he's, he's very good. I mean, there's just no other way around it. I mean, he's, I've got him on, I have him on one gladiator. And I think the, the gladiator that I didn't get him in was the one where you were in the draft with me. So I, I think I know kind of where you stand on him as well. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, he's going in the nineties, nineties or so right now. I mean, yeah. Um, I, no, yeah, I there's not really much else to say. I mean, he's like I said, I wish the people would have just focused on that second half, but I think even if you do, you kind of realize you kind of realize, Oh, you know, he was kind of being a knucklehead maybe trying to pitch through an injury, but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, clearly just, just very, just very good. And he's somebody that when, you know, when fab leagues come around and, and everybody's got their, you know, got their big bucks on the line. I think his, he could be one of those guys that's like after the, you know, after like the first round of mains or like the last, you know, maybe handful of OCs or whatever you compare ADP and he's somebody that jumps up a lot, you know, kind of like how, uh, even though it was a different range, I think kind of maybe how like Rasmussen and Springs were last year, you know, where they just had this huge jump once, once everybody's fab leagues, like really got going. I I think he could be kind of like that. I mean, he's just dudes, a there's a potential, a potential stud here, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's like you said, uh I thought there would be a lot more um you know, reason for others to say, ah, you know, he he ended terrible, but I did just allude to the sharpness in the room and just people are looking underneath the hood like big, you know, huge huge jumps from last year too, skills wise. Um, but for a pitcher's over a hundred innings pitch, he's the third best K minus walk. Um 3.4 Sierra, 31% ball percentage. He's not even throwing uh, balls outside the zone. Uh, tied for the best O-swing with Noel at 36.5% for um, pitchers. And that's a big jump from his um, 27.8 last season. So he's just getting so much better as a pitcher. Um, swing a strike went from 11.4 to 13.8. His own contact went from 83.7 to 79%. He gave up a ton of homers. That's the thing. 32 home runs on 38 barrels. So 84% there on home at the barrels. The last two years has been consistent though. 58%, 57%, which were both around league average. So that gets fixed a little bit, which I think, yeah. which, which what the Sierra represents, you know, him being able to. Um, but the big thing for me, honestly, too, is like, first of all, that's got to you know filthy again right it's 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 the twins yeah <laughs> it's, exactly it's, it's, and um like he he the introduction of the splitter uh, and and also him having a sweeper and a four seamer it's just like he's got these balls that are just going in in so many different directions right that are like really really good uh up at the zone split finger down sweeper away from righties into lefties whatever uh it just works um and i think that yeah i think he's in a great spot right here in adp so um yeah and then ober you know he's i the twins have kind of yanked him around you know a little bit the last couple of years and it's been frustrating you know yeah, starts why? the year why? <sighs> just it's almost like they don't believe in him but it's like what right. are, what are we doing we're at almost you know he's at uh t- you know 292 and two th- so almost 300 innings of just just being good. Like he's, Three, six, he's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just good. I mean, I yeah. know he has a, he looks similar to Ryan, you know, he's got a home run problem and 
I think you just kind of have to live with that. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some starts where it's just like, Oh man, that's, that's going to take a couple weeks to work that one off of my ratios. But I just, I mean, the K's, you know, the K's are there. He doesn't walk guys like, you know, he's, right. he's not as good as Joe Ryan. And, and I don't think there's really the potential for him to be as good as Joe Ryan, but he's still, still, he's just still good. I mean, you need yeah. guys like this to, to fill out your staff throughout the year and the price isn't crazy. I mean, if it got a little higher, you know, maybe I wouldn't be as interested, um, but he's just another guy that's just, you know, these twins, they just turn out these guys and he's good. And I, I think now with them losing gray, am you know, maybe they, maybe they do try to, you know, acquire, you know, another starter to kind of fill into the rotation, but he is, you know, assuming health, he's not going anywhere now. You know, the, the, him getting yanked around, you know, minors and and whatnot. I think that's, I think those days are, are behind us. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's almost like to the point where did he do something to someone's wife or something? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah like we that. never know. Maybe he, <laughs> yeah, I don't on? think it's anything that, I don't think it's anything that extreme, but you never yeah, know. Cause like you said, on. 292 yeah. innings of a 360 RA and a 19.8 K minus walk. Like, yeah, like you said, I, you know, the guys are going to give up these home runs. These, these, these guys are pumping it high in the zone, like him and Ryan. They're just they're trying yeah. to reach the top of the zone. Um, but, you know, hitters are getting better at that because you know that's what that's how that's what they have to works. Do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how <laughs> great great way to put it. That's what they have yeah. to do. Um, yeah. So, but doesn't mean that these guys can't adjust to it, right? Either yeah. by pumping it even lower in the zone to take that just to hook up their eye levels or whatever. But over. At about pick 165, 170 seems to be a good bet. You know, I think to throw, he give you at least 25 starts this season mm-hmm. um, and get through a solid season. I don't know why Steamer projects him so high in the whip. Um, I guess they don't trust his, I don't know. He doesn't walk guys. Like you said, like he just got good. I yeah, I think they, they have his Babbitt progressed a little bit from the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, so maybe, like maybe that's where it's baked in a little bit, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, when you give up. I, I can deal with I can deal with a couple of rough starts because of home runs for what's what the final line is going to look like most likely. So, yeah, and hopefully um, if hopefully you can avoid maybe a couple of those starts if it's super you know depending on how your staff looks maybe you can even avoid one or two of those you know possible blowups that he's going to have. But yep. Um, what's your thoughts on Varland and Paddock, and do you think that uh, they're at risk for? getting bumped if they make a, a signing do you think they want to make a signing or it's just going to be a, like a signing to compete with these guys in in the majors you know paddock i think is like really more in question because of like you know what he's been over yeah. what he's overcome the last couple of years to get back on the field and then pump you know 199 miles an hour in the you know in the playoffs and and mm-hmm. in the in the last week of the season you know Varland had a pretty healthy workload between AAA and um the major leagues last season 81 in AAA 68 in the majors so I have no reason to think that they have to handcuff him uh he's yeah. 20 going to be 26 when the season starts they have made some some remarks about him about how he played up so well in the bullpen but their bullpen is legit anyway i think it would be dumb for them to not yeah. really make him and they have this starter they've kind of have this like mariners raise like ability to just find relievers you know and and kind of turn them and, and kind of get the most out of them so yeah, I think Varland is, you know, we'll see how the rest of this offseason shakes out, but he should be in the rotation. And I think he's 
he's going to be, you know, in a future stock watch, he's going to be on the up list. You know, I, I think, I mean, he's, he's another one where you could definitely see him being, you know, putting up like over, like over type, you know, final stat lines. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's had the innings even in 2022. That's what, you know, a hundred and, you know, 150 innings, you know, roughly across three different levels. And like yep. you mentioned last year, so innings should, innings should not be a problem, you know, going in other than just normal, how innings can be a problem for any pitcher. But yeah, Paddock is one where you, you root for the guy. I mean, his, the, you know, yeah. the beginning of his career was just so fun, you know, and he just seems like, you know, just seems like a dude that's, that's pretty easy to root for. You know, you do worry a little bit about relying so much on two pitches, but he's he's got a he's got a third pitch now, and he throws I think enough to hopefully to hopefully make things work out. And you know, we talk about the twins. I mean, yeah, that, I know that's it's, important. It's, you know, I mean, yep. if he if Paddock was on, you know, a couple other teams, I would probably be like, nah, it's just you know, I hope it works out for him, but it's not going to be on my team. But I could, yeah. They're probably going to add somebody else, though. It might even be like, you know, your Wade Miley type or whatever, just somebody that they know can come in and give them some innings because they do have, you know, really with all these guys, they've had injury issues in the past or just durability issues. So uh, somebody Miley's else is going to go there after throwing 95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I think they bring in someone in that range, you know, just a just yep. your innings eater type. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Paddock. Could definitely definitely be interesting, and I think there's a real scenario where if he starts the year maybe in Triple A, uh, or they give him some kind of you know Phantom IL or whatever, just to kind of manage his innings, and he comes up and he's a hot Fab pickup like in May or something, or maybe he's somebody that people are stashing, you know, maybe he's somebody that they want to get ahead of the game. Yeah, I think so, um, and I think like with their contract he signed, uh, three years for twelve and a half mil, like next year uh, in twenty twenty five he'll be in that last year so i think they're like just banking on like even if he can be a 140 inning starter in 2025 he'll he probably will pay off that contract in itself just in that one season if you can yeah. if you can give him some good length you know so um totally rooting for him too you know just think of the uh the old cowboy hat and uh yeah but he was pumped he, he was pumping when he came back obviously he won't do that as a starter that'll come down a little bit but um interesting to see you know how the twins but that's at least a sign of health you know that he 100 percent in short outings yeah yep. yeah but i mean yep. that 20 2019 with him was just so fun man you know that was that was really, i think one of the more yeah. memorable rookie seasons you know in the last handful of years yeah, without a doubt. Um, I know David Festa is a guy like I kind of been, you know, highlighting from my like back end of um mm-hmm. some draft champions. Uh in 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 AAA, he he did, you know, the data that I, I saw in on him in AAA that got the swing and strike rate of fourteen percent on the slider, twenty five percent on the changeup, twelve percent on the four seamers. So he seems like um he's got like a good power arm, good breaking pitches, could be somewhat of uh, a guy that might make an impact, um, you know, on the season. Yeah. And he, I think he was on uh, some, well, there was a lot of pitchers highlighted in uh, James Anderson's latest update. Um, but I, I, he was definitely yep. in there. Uh, yeah. But he's, I, I think it'll just depend on how they fill out the rest of their, of, of their roster, you know, with starters wise. I mean, whether he's got a real shot at, at cracking the rotation this year or not. James is in. I'm in the. I'm in the draft campaign, and right now James is in it. And uh, there's several people in the chat who, like make a pick and like, sorry James, uh, <laughs> you know, like I read your article. 
<laughs> it made this pick. It's like, uh, it's gotta, you know, it, it, it hurts. I, I, yeah. I was covering the game and being an analyst, it's gonna happen, but you know, yeah. someone like as good as James, too, he's got, he's got backups upon backups. It's just not gonna, yeah. Yeah. um, it's not gonna get solely hung up on the fact that someone took, uh, David Festa. Um, but, um, all right, so let's 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 hit the pen real quick i just want to ask you what do you think of the rand's um adp right now do you think that he's just locked and load ready to go and gonna take that next step or i mean people still think to have this uh this this kind of trepidation about him because of baldelli um and because of i don't know i mean going at pick 61 right now as early as 42 in draft champions late as 92 um i think he's he's solid i mean i don't have are you concerned that ball deli might just be like oh we're gonna do something different this year no i mean not I mean, not he really. I mean, like that <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he always could but he really didn't last year you know i mean they there were definitely some moments um where they brought duran in you know the eighth inning you know in a real high leverage spot but you know, 27 saves with 84 Ks and 62 innings with a 245 ERA and a good whip. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's, he's a top, you know, five, six closer for me. I have him yep. on at least one gladiator already, you know, 25 years old. He's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's go time. Yeah, for me, it's go time. I mean, he's, this is a potential where he's like, you know, if they get some, if the twins are playing in a bunch of close games this year and, you know, he could spike one of those like really elite, like 40 couple save seasons, you know, depending on how their Absolutely. game flows kind of go this year. I mean, he's, he's a monster and I wouldn't, I'm not worrying too much, you know, about, about Baldelli and how he's done things in the past. I think last year he kind of showed that, you know, he, he's going to go to him in the ninth most times. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, his platoon stuff, which we'll get to with the batters, is 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 insane. But um, I I agree. Anything, everything you said about Duran, I, I just think it is the guy is just a, a monster. Um, there's there's no way to slice it. Um, got the velo. He's, he's got everything. Got everything, and 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 he utilizes it. And I yeah. I don't think that he'll. Uh, He'll be fucked with too much. Um, yeah, and I know and, it's not a perfect comp because he got hurt at the end of the year, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Duran had the season you know Bautista just had, you know where he was ooh, the. I like that. You know what I mean? Because Bautista was what like the eighth closer off the board, something like that. You know, um, right, right. And he right, ends up just having good. a just has a you know he just things kind of bounce right where he gets a lot of saves and maybe gets a couple of wins, you know, in extra innings, and he ends up having just like a, you know just an uber elite closer season, you know? Yep. 100%. Um, crazy too, because they have 66% ground ball rate last year and still like a, a, a crazy, um, 20% home run to fly ball rate. So like everything that like one in the air kind of like flew out for him, yeah. but still, still a stud. So later in the back half of DC, if you're going to speculate on anyone in this bullpen, um, I'm a big fan of Brock Stewart uh, in the moments that he, um, again, this is, we're getting, we keep hitting the, the, the twin thing, but it's the guy mm-hmm. who came over like from being like, uh, I think the Dodgers was his last team before um, them, which is another good, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, analytical team that's in the know, but he starts pumping gas in spring training last year, kind of caught my eye. Um, and then he just, you know, really 
showed a lot in 27 innings, 39 Ks <laughs> with a 0.65 ERA, which, which we know won't stick that low, but a 2.87 yeah. Sierra. So definitely a lot there. But if you're going to take a stab in the back half for some for a handcuff for Duran, are you going Jax or are you, or are you looking at Brock Stewart? It's tough because I think they're both good. They're both both very good. And I wouldn't have a problem taking either one. I'm torn because I think if something did happen to Duran, I think they might go Jax first. Mm-hmm. And he could very easily just run with the job. But I think I think Stewart would be even a little more interesting, like you said, because of just the the gaudy strikeout numbers that he showed, you know, in this yeah, in his limited sample last year. So I think I might I think I might go Stewart. Um, but I have I have no problem if if someone wanted to say no, it should be Jax over him. Like I there's not much of an argument right. else that I can make. I mean he's Jax is very good too. You know, you touched on the ground ball rate and yeah, I mean he's both guys are both guys are really good. And if something happened to Duran in season and it's obvious that it's gonna be one or the other, I mean that's that's one of the situations if your saves desperate that you're you're getting ready to drop a huge chunk of change because these are very good both are very good pitchers. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, you know, Jack's got uh, four saves last year, 23 holds. So he's definitely in that high leverage ladder for sure. Um, Stewart, you know, like I said, he battled some injuries. I think um, 36%, 19.8% swing strike rate. Isn't that fucking... Yeah, it's almost twenty percent. It's really yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. Again, that's what I'm saying. Like he I... might be more, <laughs> slightly more interesting, but they're both. I mean, they're both. They're both good. I mean, either one of them. I haven't. I if you're someone that does a lot of DCs, I mean, have have a couple where you take Jackson, and a couple where you take Stewart. You know, like they're both. They're 100%. both good. Yeah. And they're going to be those yeah. guys that in season when shit hits the fan and you right. just need to throw nine guys out there that you can you can put them out there and know they're not going to crush you that week. Right. I think like maybe just like with Stewart's um maybe like his injury past, maybe there's just like he is the better option to just have a two in a, like a two out save to close the game, you know, like he's more inclined yeah. to be the guy. Um but just just real quick, back in the swing and strike again. The twenty six percent swing and strike on the four seamer. <laughs> which is insane, 21.3 on the sweeper and a 23.4% swing and strike rate on the sinker. It's just stupid, stupid looking, you know. Um, <laughs> it's really wild. And if you're someone that looks like Stuff Plus or anything like that, it's it's, it's just uh, really, really wild. Jax, um, yeah, just, just, he's, he's solid, you know. He's, mm-hmm. does, he's not, he doesn't do anything bad, doesn't do anything great. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it's definitely... It's definitely a team that you can look at for some back end help. And then they have this uh new lefty wonder kind in, in, in Cody Funderburk, who had a mm-hmm. pretty good minor league season. He comes up in eleven games for them, struck out nineteen guys, uh K to walk of forty point four to ten point six. So another guy in that upper twenty percent K minus walk in the bullpen is just really insane. Um and I think that they're gonna utilize him also too. On the left-handed side, he was was really high in the like he's third third in game leverage index since he came like when he came onto the team. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot and it's of nice like, that they have Thielbar there also. Right, so Thielbar too, not, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying if there is a if there is a you know the Twins bullpen just gets you know crushed by injuries. It's not like they're you know if, yeah. I mean, if Thunderbirds the last guy standing, they have Thielbar also as a lefty. So you know 
in worst case scenario, he could end up maybe even sneaking in a couple of saves. I mean, he does have, we mentioned, uh, I, th- I thought about this, and then you bring up like Stefan Marbury a little bit ago. Cody <laughs> Funderburg is definitely a name where like, if you're playing like franchise mode, yes. in, uh, 2K, where they just run out of names and they just like Cody with a K, Lawrence Funderburg, you know, this is like his uh, hypothetical, you know, son or nephew, like in the future. Oh, like remember man. Lawrence Funderburg from back then? Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> was that Ohio <laughs> State, right? I don't know where he went to college, but yes, he was yes, on the Kings. Yes. He, was on the, he Kings. was on the Kings and maybe a couple other teams. But like, yeah, I mean, I just saw that. And it's like, oh, that's definitely an, that's definitely not a real person. That's a made up name. Yeah, yeah it's Lawrence definitely a made up name. Man, you yeah. really just brought it back. Yeah, it was Ohio State. Um, yeah. I think it was maybe the same time as. Uh, oh, he has an E on the end. Damn. Got an E on the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thunderbird yeah. with an E on the end. Oh, there goes I that thought train. it may have been two when it was like Scooney Pen, but no, that's that's that that was uh even wow you played college in the early nineties ninety one to ninety four. I feel so fucking old right now. Yeah, this is bad. All right, clicking off of that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good throw out, though. Good throw out. I love the Lawrence Funderburg. Great name. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's head over to their bats. I think the question. Let's start with catcher. The question is, how much more will Jeffers play over Vasquez? I mean, he clearly outplayed him. He definitely gained trust in um in the you know in the in the uh, team to throw him out there a catcher more than Vasquez because Vasquez just stinks um, offensively. But, and he also, too, when, you know, obviously there's a lot going on with this team in terms of platooning and who they're DHing, but there was a stretch, too, where he was even DHing uh, a good yeah. amount because his bat yeah, when they had so injuries, strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he definitely had that capability, too, when to grab DH um played appearances i i really love jeffers um he was the kind of guy last year too um who was my c3 c4 on several draft champions teams um because he's just like a former high round draft pick who was just like was kind of hitting the ball well but just like ah he was just afraid about vasquez but it was a perfect c3 c4 now he's in that c2 maybe in some teams even drafting him as a c1 in these draft champions um he had 200, uh, 335 plate appearances, which was up from 236 in 2022. Can you project more from him, or you think he's just going to be in that range again? I'd love to. Um, yeah, I'd love I, to. I mean, <laughs> Great answer. I mean, the, bat, the bat's legit, but then you look just – if you just go just go kind of basic with what they're how they did things last year, you know, Starting the year off, it was primarily Vasquez. You know, he Jeffers was catching basically one out of every three pretty regularly. And then they hit this spell in, let's see, you know, like July where it's okay. Basically like every, you know, June, July, it's like basically every other day they rotate. And then you hit, and then August comes around and he has a stretch and a couple of these are DH games, but he has a stretch where he plays, you know, nine out of 10 games. Yes. And it wasn't like it was a crazy amount of lefties. It was, there were some lefties in there, but it wasn't all lefties. And then end of August, beginning of September, it's every other day. They rotate every other day, every other day, every other day. And then all of a sudden the last week and a half of the season, he's catching in, he's, or he's playing and he catches six straight. Okay. And then you get into the playoffs and then he plays the last three games with one day off prior to that, you know? So it's, yeah. I mean, I know it's so frustrating. It, 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 this is when Bob Deli gets in your head. You know, this yeah. is when 
uh, it happens because yeah. like I want to say, yeah, let's go for let's. I mean, I put him in for four hundred plate appearances, and he's 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 gonna shoot it up into like my top two hundred overall, yeah. you know, easily. Yeah. Um, but just like I'd love some... to, I'd love to do it, but I just it's it's one of those things where if you're if you're wrong, all of a sudden you know you drafted a I don't want to say unrosterable, but like not in a 15, but in a 12, if he's only literally playing like every other day, it's kind of hard to, you know, like definitely roster him. You know, like if, if a catcher pops up on the wire, it's like, well, he's definitely better, you know, than a guy that's, that plays every other day. And that's it. You know, you're only getting three games at him in a week. I don't, I don't see outside of injury. He's not going to fall off the map in, in 15s, but it's, it's tough if you project that playing time to tick up and you're wrong, you know, it's, that's, yeah. that's going to be a tough one. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to do it though. I, which is why I still, you know, like think it's, it's, it's a very comfortable, you know, C2. Um, but, you know, there was one, there was one draft where, where I just totally missed out on close around, uh, catch around and went, it was a gladiator. And like, I, I, I was like, I scoop him up as my catcher one, or is it like, you know, I'm not going to get enough opportunity from him, but the skills are there, uh, and I hope he gets that chance because if he does, if they just just let him play um, a lot more than you know Vasquez, it, it could be. And I haven't looked at if he has a specific pitcher that he usually catches. I don't know if that's a thing that much more any days, but um, you know, he just rips the ball, man. Almost 12% barrel yeah. rate, 117 max EV, just like hit the home run every 24 plate appearances. That's that, that's big boy stuff. So I hope he gets a chance. Um, I think comfortably right now at his ADP, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know. Um, but like you said, there is opportunity for him to maybe fall short of, of – uh, because, you know, like he was going 400, 500 last year. And mm-hmm. he might get the same amount of play appearances he got this year. He might just be in that yeah. 335, you know. So, um, all right, first base, what's going on here? Like, Ed- Edward Julian, I know I'm saying it wrong. Sorry, Rob Silver and any French-Canadian-speaking <laughs> people. But um, I'm not going to try to attempt to say it how you do it, Rob Silver. Because And he's probably not listening anyway. It's fucking December, and he doesn't really care about uh, <laughs> this podcast too much. And if you do, maybe Rob, I change your mind. But um, So he he's right now penciled in the roster resources at first base. Um, what what do you think happens here? I mean, do you think again shifting as part of second base if Plank gets moved and Julian can play mostly second? What's your best projecting here for this team? I think as of right now, I, I think whether it's first or second, he's got a job, right? You know, yes, I, I don't see them adding. I don't see them adding anyone that's going to knock him out. You know, and like you said, they may even maybe they even move Polanco or I don't I don't know if they would maybe consider trading away. I know that outfield could maybe free up a couple of things. Like if they traded away like a Kepler, uh, you know, I know, I know we're going to talk about the kind of glut of outfielders that they have. But I don't know. I mean, I guess they're just kind of done with Miranda and then Kirilov, you know, who the hell knows? I mean, that guy's just uh, he uh, might just yeah. be toast. He might just be toast. Right. You know, I think right good now news, you though. Probably... they had good news on his surgery, you know, um, and Randy, they, they went in to fix a tear, but it wasn't a tear. Uh, so that was good. 
Also, so the they don't even know what's so wrong with it. The procedure was less invasive than they thought. Like, what the fuck was it then? Like, you went in for the, you went in to fix a tear of the labrum, but it wasn't a tear. And it's like the same thing with his hands. He's constant thing with his hands, and like, I don't know. I, I'm like, everyone loves him. Everyone's obsessed with the skill set and obsessed with he what what he can bring. And I'm just not with it. I just don't see the obsession with continuing to take a chance on this guy and it's not like he's he's coming free you know it's it's it, it's not it's still it's still a, i don't know it's still a, uh what is it 338 um i know he's got the first base outfield uh you know combination too so maybe that sways people but i don't know i i i can't i i can't i never went there with him and i i'm i'm not gonna start now yeah yeah same i mean but I do think one way or the other, Julian's safe, whether it's a first or second, you know, and, yeah. he, and even if they do bring in somebody else, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can kind of go right into Polanco as well, but like Polanco is good, but I think, I mean, the, any chance of him staying healthy for six months is pretty much out the window at this point, you know, and, and I don't even know that they like necessarily want to push him to try to stay and stay on there for six months. Cause they're going to want they should be very competitive again. They're going to want him around for September and October. Yeah, yeah. It's like Julian, uh, another guy is like, in 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 August to September, he he starts, um, two two three three out of thirteen games versus lefties, and then he starts three of the last four. So it's like, is <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, versus lefties. It's like, oh, is is that a sign of things to come? Because then, then I think it's know. I think it's at least a somewhat positive thing that they're at least they were at least willing to try it already you know how many young guys have we seen get called up and they don't even get the opportunity you know right right because the skill set there with him so i you know i, I and at, at at 197 200 i know people might be hesitant because oh he might not play versus lefties but he he's got he's got thunder in the bat and he makes good swing decisions and i think that there's a lot there to like with him overall jorge polanco i i love his draft spot right now at 274 um when he does play and get on the field there's there's still a bunch of thunder in his bat he still makes stuff work i don't know if he stays there um i don't know if his his workload gets kind of diminished but i don't think so he's he's one of those platoon proof guys for the twins if he does stay with the twins um and i i kind of like I kind of like the spot. He still had 14 home runs last year and only 343 plate appearances, 14% power rate. So I kind of like where Polanco is going right now. Yep. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. What about, uh, what about Royce Lewis? Um, a lot of helium. He's up there. Pick 41 right now. ADP is, uh, is the too rich for you? It, it probably is for me, um, but yeah. it's not like, <laughs> I mean, even if you just take, even if you just like take steamer, right. And I know this comp isn't like perfect for what you think about in their heads, but that's his steamer projection is basically what Nick Castellanos did last season, you know, 28 Ooh. and 11. Ooh. And cause I, I didn't think Castellanos saw that many bases anyway, but then you look at it and it's like, okay, so that's like a 25 ish dollar player. You know, if you just take him, take him at the projections and you know, the runs and RBIs are going to be a little different between those two. Cause they're, likely lineup spot but yeah, i it's probably unfortunately it's probably not going to be on any of my teams but i don't i don't hate it 
I don't hate it either. Um, I'm not going to knock anyone who wants to reach and even take him at 25, 30, because the upside could be it's way massive. big. Yeah. Massive, massive. I, and, one, and one gladiator I had, I think the second pick of the draft, he kind of lasted back to me at pick 59, and I was ecstatic. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a share of Royce now. And like, um, at 40, yeah, I'm... You know, I might take it if it's just the perfect alignment of I don't like the pitchers available, I don't like the clothes available, um, and I might just go for it. But it's, to me, it's I'd rather be a little safe. The injury stuff is real with him. You know, he gets hurt a lot. Um, Carlos Correa has got an interesting ADP right now. He's just everyone's just like ah, he's he's just donezo. Um, at pick two sixty three, you taking a shot at him there? So <laughs> the price is fine. I ha- this is like. This is something I know I I have a weakness of this. If I take some, even though I, I get it, you're supposed to strip like the names away from everything and just look at how they're doing, how they're performing, what you project going forward. I know that if I take Correa and it's not going well, I'm going to hold on to him longer than I Too, should. Have. Uh, I just know point. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just know that I am. Now, if he bounces back, that's a different story. But if it looks like it did last year, he should be at least at least you should consider moving on from him. If something pops up on the wire or at least like benching him more frequently. And I'm just, it's something I know I need to get better at. And I, I, I'm sure I'm not, I know I'm not the only one out there that does this where they just like, ah, it's that name. You know, I can't, I can't move on from that name just yet. And in reality, you probably should. So yep. Yep. I know works. my, I know myself. So I'm probably going to pass just cause I know, I, I know I'm going to hold on too long. That, that makes total sense. Um, <laughs> You know, through given all the injuries, he still paid. Uh, he still got up to bat 580 play appearances, 18 home runs. You know, you're not going to get speed, but it's not an empty. It's not a dud. Um, still got almost a 10 percent barrel rate. So I think where he's going right now, there's a lot of middle infielders hovering around there, like a little bit earlier and somewhere in there too. So it's, it's an interesting range where if you wait to get your MI um, calls. All right, it may not be the worst option um, for you. <clears throat> in a, but I have a way more inclination to take him in a fab league. Um, but yeah. then, then in the DC. And build wise, if you're okay on speed, you could get a little extra boost 100%. power wise from right. middle. So there's definitely builds where he would even make some sense. Uh, totally just, agree. There's also a scenario where it doesn't get better and you might want to consider cutting bait or at least benching him more often. And yeah, that's going to be, that, I know for me, that'd be tough. And I'm sure for, there are others out there too. Um, they have a big prospect in Brooks Lee waiting in the wind as a shortstop. Um, got an ADP in 640 range right now. Draft champions, um, pretty much a uh, pretty much like a array of clone as of right now. He's just not a speed guy, more of a power uh, bat guy. Do you, got 168 plate appearances in AAA. I'm assuming he's coming up at some point of this season and i guess they'll find a spot for him as well just like they did with julian right he's gonna play somewhere if he if he's ready um yeah if he kicks the door down he'll be up and yep. we've talked about some of these guys polanco lewis you know and buxton obviously i mean there's there in correa also i mean there's there's injury risk galore you know on this roster so i mean he could kick the door down or it could just open on its own you know i mean i know kyle farmer's still hanging out there I think they've they've pretty much given up on Nick Gordon like as an infielder. Yeah. Well, and they, and they might have even given up on him altogether. I mean, I guess there's a chance he's not, you know, not on the team come April. But I mean, I just Love think it. there's a yeah. He he will either like I said he'll either kick the door down and the door is probably going to open up just because of the guys that they have in front of them. Now they do also have Austin Martin 
mm-hmm. already on the 40 man. Right. So maybe that complicates thing. Maybe depending on how their roster looks like when they need somebody, you know, maybe, maybe he gets the first crack, but, and I think they've experimented with Martin in the outfield as well. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause you, yeah. Cause you got, you got farmer, um, you got Castro. You have these multi-eligible like Swiss yeah. Army knife kind of guys. You had 450 plate appearance from Donovan Delano last season, and people are like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fucking nuts. But he had a 116 yeah. WRC plus and a 760 OPS. His battle percentage was high of his career. So like, he hits lefties, man. He yeah. smashes lefties. So that's a big guy to replace. That's that's 450 plate appearance. That's got to go somewhere. So maybe some of it. I mean, I like Farmer as a as a platoon guy too like he he's a i think in in my eyes a a great dc stab he plays three positions he smashes lefties he's the kind of guy on the weekend they got you know um three lefties you're putting them in you know because he, he does damage yeah um but yeah nick gordon last year who was one of my guys and it's just oh it's yeah just, i hope i hope he can get you know just Let's get back to the path that he was on. If the twins give it to him or not, I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, he could end up being in a trade at some point. You know, he, right. he's a, he's out of options. I, I think he's definitely a major league player. It just, I, I could definitely see, I could definitely see him on a different team. You know, come the yep. start of the season. Willie Castro, ADP three eleven, uh, nine home runs, thirty three stolen bases, and four hundred and nine plate appearances. Qualifies for third base and outfield. Um, OPS shot up a hundred points from twenty two to twenty three. He's still going to be only twenty seven years old. Uh, made improvements in reach rate, zone contact, um, barrel percentage. Like he got better everywhere, and I'm liking this. I I, I think he's a, a great spot right now in ADP wise to just get a multi eligibility speed guy who I think is going to find a time to play. If they need him in center field, he'll play center. I know Michael Taylor left the team, so they're going to have to replace that center field somehow. But all around, Castro, I think, will find plate appearances. Not It might not be mass volume, um, but I think it will be enough to return that 3, 311 ADP. Yeah, definitely. I think he's just, you have to kind of watch if they add someone else that can play center field is right. the only thing. Because right. as their roster stands right now, I mean, he's, he is really, I mean, I think Gordon could play some, probably play some center, but he's really kind of the only one. I think Kepler has maybe them in previous years. He didn't last year, but I think they've kind of tried to fake it with him in center before, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if they do not add anyone else that is a center fielder, then, then his price should go up because people are going right. to see the speed. They're going to see the average is good enough and it's not a complete zero in power. So yeah, I mean, Hundred percent. All right, talk to me about the rest of their outfield now. Max Kepler, they brought him back. Some stay still might be uh, eligible to get traded, um, but he had a, you know, he improved this season enough that you know I like where he's going right now. Um, I, and what about Walner Larnack? You, you know, Larnack. I think he's kind of like yeah, I don't know, he's maxed out his chances and um, yeah. Walner's who excites me the most. Yep, um, the yep. power's ridiculous, you- and he can in there against lefties i mean the twins will probably platoon him but if things happen and they run out of guys i mean there's no reason they can't trot him out there against against lefties you know most in most situations yeah he started 12 of um 18 games yeah that he was there versus lefties so yeah exactly the power i mean he had a 481 ops first time but he smashed yeah (laughs) well yeah but i think the fact that they even just were right really right off the bat Right. willing to do it is a good sign for the future he's he's the one that excites me and if yep. there is a kepler trade or yeah maybe even i don't know if larnack gets like moved or you know jettisoned off the roster i mean yeah he's very i'm i'm very interested in warner i mean that's that's a potential you know 
30 plus home run bat that's kind of kind of not being drafted like it you know Larnack had a combination that's just disgusting I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's near 50 percent of his plate appearances is a strikeout or a walk so that's nothing that's being contributed to towards counting stats <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. trying to say it's like <laughs> he's got to score a run if he gets on 100 percent like yeah. and and it's and, and it's just I don't know it's a lot of swing and miss 15 percent swing and strike rate uh zone contact is terrible contact overall is terrible I mean he's got thunder in the bat and he'll probably smack righties around but he's just like uh like he's just another Joey Gallo I think right mm-hmm. you know just like that's that kind of guy yeah. um and Kepley, I think it's is is decent, a great. I think I think it's his his ADP right now is I think is right is really good. Um, three oh one for like let's just say your fifth outfielder type, you know, a fourth outfielder type, you could plug in. Yeah. He, um, he didn't get platooned that much versus versus lefties. I mean, he he was kind of a guy too. He was like the first guy in. Um, when they you know when Bob Deli did his crazy oh well there's like an opener or something and uh and couple didn't yeah. stop it. He would he'd be the first guy <laughs> yeah. in, you know. Pinch um, hitting in the second inning. Yeah. Pinching <laughs> in the second inning, but uh you know, twelve percent power rate, good potato yeah. walk. Like uh, I think it's a lot to like about Kepler. Yeah. I think he's unfairly dinged for the for the juice ball in twenty nineteen. Yes. You know, right. like he right. You know, he hit 36 bombs, but I mean, what was he supposed to do? Like not hit him because the ball was juiced. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, and then you have these, th- it's just really weird with like, even this, if you, even after the short season, two years in a row where there was just like, had really bad Babbitt luck mm-hmm. and he's not, you know, he's not fast or any, anything, but you would think it would have regressed and it finally did this year. But I still think people are like thinking, oh, so he he's can't hit, he can't hit 30 home runs in a normal atmosphere and he's a batting average risk that's probably why he's dropping but he really he probably shouldn't be a batting average risk you know i know yeah i think i think the um i think the shift rules helped him um yeah. he was kind of one of the guys that a lot of people anticipated him being helped and it kind of did um yeah he had a 751 yeah. ops versus lefties and 97 plate appearances nine percent bow rate versus them so he can handle it um so i think i think he's in a good spot right there yeah ADP definitely wise um last guy Byron Buxton. Um, he is right now picked 278. He's going to clog up utility spot in the NFBC as late as 355. Man, I'll take a shot at him at yeah. 355. What do you think? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I did it in one of the gladiators <laughs> where it was it. like pass pick 300. I'll do it there. Any higher if the price starts to rise. Yeah. I'm probably going to be out. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, know. I get it. I, I get what could happen, but I just think we need to at this point be like, what are the actual chances of it happening? You know, no, I so. totally, I, I, I totally agree with you because there's still that that ability to smash that ball, but there's also you know his K rate went from 24 to 30 to 32 percent. Um, his swing strike rate at 14 percent. The zone contact is going down. The contact is not great. So there's 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 a lot of things there that are just red flags, you know, with him despite them not playing the field and not running. So it could it could get ugly quick for him if he doesn't get healthy. But um, I I think if, for sure. if you're gonna do like four or five drafts. I think Buxton is worth to take a shot at um, at some point. Yeah, especially at the, especially in this range. Yeah, yep. there's no reason not to in this range. I just think it's gonna it's gonna creep up once March rolls around. Cool. All right, Randy. Good stuff here. Um, hope everyone enjoyed another podcast here with uh, Randy by my side. Um, I'm having fun doing these team breakdowns with you and talking about the news. So hopefully yeah, we can keep been it a blast. Up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Everyone want to try and find Randy on Twitter? Is that Randy Haynes twenty two? Is it right? 
Yes, sir. Confirm that. All right, confirm. Vanhane22 on the X Twitter machine. Find me at Deadpool Hitter on the Twitter machine. Check out the Pull Hitter Patreon if you want to come in. I'm doing player breakdown for five bucks for the month. You get the player breakdowns podcast form. Um, if you want to get the upper tiers, you get the video form of it as well. And um, do we're doing lots of things there. You get access to the Discord, which I think you know, Randy, right? It's just like probably an, uh, awesome. an extremely yeah, awesome, yeah. uh, valuable asset to this uh, just talking baseball all the time. So come check it out. You get a free trial for a week. And um, yeah, thanks for joining another episode of Pull Hitter Podcast. And don't be a bag of shit. <laughs>